Welcome to the Murphy, Sam, and Jody After the Show podcast. Um, Jody was talking about the the elderly gentleman that survived, what, a week in the cold in his car in California when his car Yeah, he was driving and he got caught up in one of those massive surprise snowstorms uh-huh. that California's been dealing with. It's, it's legit. Yeah. And he was only 10 miles into his trip and he went off on a side road. That was a mistake. And he just made a wrong turn. We all could do that. Yeah. And he was stuck in his car, buried in snow for a week. Yeah, he survived because he had a handful of things there. I guess by by streak of luck, really, that he had, you know, croissants. croissants. And what else did he have? Well, he ate snow. Oh, that's, that's right. That was water the from the snow. hydration that's exactly, right. yeah, that exactly. kept him alive. Um, but I, I mean, I also think about you know the, that tragic pileup that happened for the end of last year, um, mm-hmm. where you know some people didn't make it through that one, trapped in their car for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. You know, with no heat and you run out of gas and all that kind of stuff. The, the reason I'm bringing that up is not to not to bring a heavy podcast here <laughs> <Wow>. on <laughs> Friday, but um, no, I just there's one thing, and Jody knows this very well. Just about me, whenever I hear about these kinds of survivalist things, there's uh, an extra level of nervousness for me on oh, that kind of stuff. Yes, of because course. I, I, I can't by nature. Yes, exactly. By nature of being, you know, uh, a type one diabetic. I can't survive without insulin. Yeah, and so um, you know the you remember you at the very be beginning, right? Exactly. Um, at the very beginning, when I was first diagnosed and given that first shot, that's when that hit me. It's like, okay, what's in this vial now? I can't be away from ever mm-hmm. under any circumstances for any reason, and it's very weird because you know if as long as you're dosed up and you're taking care of yourself like you're supposed to it's like nothing is different it's literally like nothing is different you live your life a hundred percent as though you didn't have diabetes but um but for type one you know you, it's not like you're going to strike it out on the mountain or go you know long distances away or for long hikes or any of that kind of stuff if i wanted to go out to the wilderness for a week i would have to make sure that i had enough stuff you know what i mean <laughs> And if something were to happen, you know, that it, it, without that, there is no. I can eat as much snow as I want to, but I'm a dead man, you know. And, without and, insulin, would you? Are, you yeah. um, would could you survive a length of time by like like rationing the insulin, or is that not? There, there's no wiggle room. I, I mean, that's I guess you, well, you could. Yeah, that's a really good question. You could. So what you're really doing there is you're. You could do that short term. You'd still be in poor health, but. Because you would be, yeah, the only thing is you would be raising your blood sugar level up, which you could survive for a short term period of time, you know, I mean, it's, the the long term complications can take years for that. But once your blood sugar starts to go up like that, you then become dehydrated, your body is trying to flush that out of, so it begins Mm -hmm. to compound itself. You know, so you probably could. Maybe that would be the way to stretch things out and just try to drink as much water if you had all the snow around you or whatever. Um but you know, but again, when it's done, though, you're literally—it's starving. Is really what yeah. you're doing. Ironically, it's starving. You could have a car full of food and be out of insulin, and you're starving at that point because no matter what you eat, it's not being converted to fuel because your body doesn't have the insulin to do it. And that's what insulin's it. job is. It's right. so there's so much to understand with it. Yeah, and I'm sure that anybody that has, you know, it's insulin is is not the only hormone slash medication or whatever you want to call it that's that's like that other people have i mean like if if you're on thyroid medication you've had your thyroid shrunken or whatever it is that you know mm-hmm. it, to, then that's a permanent altering light you've got to be on that medication so there are certain things you've got to have with you 
And I don't know. It's just a that's that anxiety moment that hits me when I hear about stories. Because when you see stories like that, you immediately think, okay, what would I do in that situation? How would right. I make sure that I would, you know, cope? And I could keep all the emergency supplies in my car that I would want to, but that's not one. I suppose I could keep a bottle of insulin there that eventually would go bad just because it's not refrigerated. Right. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, it's just That is scary. It's just a it's a weird it's a weird thought and it's one that I have to make sure I don't plug into my head because at the beginning of this it really did yeah. it panicked me. Because I was thinking, well, what if? You know, it's, what if? Right. I'm such a type A personality. It's like, I can't control that part. You know, mm-hmm. I can't make insulin. You know, I can't. It's If it's not prescribed to me, if it's not available for whatever the reason it is, oh, well, you know. And so that it's, took me a minute to get around when I was first diagnosed. Have you ever, um, you know, done like a worst case scenario, planned it out in your head in case it ever does happen? Mm. Well, <clears throat> the, I, I, not really, because there's too much panic involved in that. Yeah. And you can't. Insulin is not, it's leaving it outside of the fridge. It's not going to be good. Yeah. After So it's it's a prescription-only thing that you have access to that you have to pay for, That you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's not, I don't know what the worst-case scenario would be other than the other things that I carry on me, just like, you know, a finger stick if I have to, if my, if my monitor goes down for checking my blood sugar or mm-hmm. things like that, you know? But I don't know. I don't know what the backup is, other than to make sure I'm never far from a doctor. Mm-hmm. If I travel, you know, if we, yeah. if Jody and I ever do overseas travel, which I really do want to do, I, that's I want to do the London trip sooner than later. We've talked about it mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. Never done anything international. That's a trip I want to do. And um, and I, look, modern medicine is there too. I get it. But you have you know, to be able but, to have access to it, I, right. right? Traveling and making sure that I have enough on me that goes where I go and all of that. It's just challenging. The story stresses of, me out actually thinking about it now. See, the story of the man who survived for a week when we talked about it and told it this morning, um, most of us, most people who don't have a condition like that where we are dependent on something like insulin, we, we just think, man, I, I would hope I would have snacks. I'd hope I'd have the sense to eat the snow, yeah. you know, because that's honestly, yeah, he true. wouldn't have made it without hydration. Right, he would right. not be alive without his knowledge to eat the snow that's boy scout stuff right there that is but um i also in my mind went to because we all are selfish in our thinking how would i do it to me it would be a psychological issue my all of my nobody's ever going to find me here or am i going to freeze Mm. and And that's 24 whole hours a day that you're just just running through your head right and maybe you get sick and you sleep and you lose consciousness and come back in who who knows but most people go to would i have something to snack on how would i handle it what if a wild animal comes up and tries to eat me or even do i stay in the car or try to strike out out to find 81 years old he stayed he stayed put but but that's a whole see that's what i thought like, how would I mentally and psychologically handle that? Yeah, but you, yours is immediate survival. Like, yeah. it's so interesting. Everyone sees that scenario differently. Yeah. Yeah. Murphy. I wonder if being 81 is actually what helped him. Sure. It's life experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's the, and I don't mean to go like crazy psychological here about it, but but it, it is, it's true. It's a mental state. Yes. When I was diagnosed, and I learned that, you can't think that way the whole time. If you live your life in a complete what, what if, if, you're never going to enjoy any sort of quality life, peace, or anything. In fact, you probably Fun. will have other you know, ills that occur to you because it's just stressful on the body. Um, and, and, and the other part of it is 
for, for me, giving up control of things is was the biggest change in life for me with type one because in my and I was oh, I was a twenty eight years old I think something like that when when it was on set when it hit for me um, because you really do think you can put your mind over matter on everything and control everything and boy as humans we really are full of ourselves thinking of mm-hmm. what we actually think we can control you know that right. and um and so that really was the gift to me out of that and it's taken me a long time but there were certain things i realized just to let go of i can't you know think of it um and and that's why thinking about it right now even if i don't I'm not careful. I I can knock it out of perspective real quick and start to worry about it again. But you know what's going to happen is going to happen. And at the at the with a calm, clear mind like this gentleman had, mm-hmm. he was able to think, "I'll eat snow." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're in a panic. You know that's that's all that that's. I was reading a. I actually have been reading a book about that. The older parts of our brain that are very similar to reptiles and other. The you know the the fight or flight part of our brain that has no cognitive connection or anything like that to it yeah and that's what takes over in a moment of panic that's why you feel paralyzed that's the reason that you feel like you can't think clearly and that's the reason you can't stay in that state because you're not going to make rational decisions if your mind is clouded with panic and i think this guy at 81 years old probably knows that he's lived his whole life in 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 his mind it's like okay well the worst that's going to happen is you know He's lived a great life. I don't know what was going through his mind, but his perspective. He might have been praying. Exactly, any of those things. But, um, you know, at some point, I think you have to get to a place where there's a calm just for your own good. Right. If you want to survive mm-hmm. that, right? And once he, seven days in, heard the helicopters as he raised his his hand out of the car window and waved it. Mm-hmm. And that's how they saw him. Yeah. Now, they did see some odd shape in the snow, and someone up in one of those choppers said, okay, that doesn't look like a regular hill. That looks like a, a vehicle. Mm-hmm. But it was snow-covered. Yeah. So yeah. he had the sense to, oh, wait, I hear a helicopter. I, what can I do? At least stick my hand out. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and I know that those are extreme situations, mm-hmm. but that really does, it's true. It doesn't really matter whether it's cliche or not. I think about my grandmother or anybody else who lived well into their 80s and sometimes early 90s, they have a piece and a perspective on things simply because they've experienced all of it. They know what's, you know, worth wasting energy on and what's not worth wasting energy on. And, you know, there's, I think there's a piece in that as time. And again, Mm -hmm. you know, being in a snowbank and stranded, that's a very different situation. I understand that. But I think that those life years of experience gave him that same piece. But so many, you know, so many senior citizens have the right perspective on things and outcomes of things that the rest of us would just panic Panic about. about, Right. Exactly. Right. Experience is the greatest teacher. That's what they say. Don't forget, too, if it ever happens to y'all, you can always send Jody. For help. I can, oh, I can leave and he can stay in the car. Okay, thanks. Here's Sam. my phone, Jody. <laughs> Missed any part of the show? Get it all on the Murphy, Sam, and Jody podcast.